With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Do we never do music intros anymore? I think he puts it in in post. Damn. I mean, that's part of our thing, though. <laughs> to play with the music. You want to just do it and find he has to edit it in? But hold on, what's the song? How does it go? That's good. I like that. Let's do that. You want to do that? Yeah. No, I think we should go with that. All right, let's do it. Are you rolling? I'm rolling. Okay, do it one more time. Here we go. Three, two, one. That's all I got. That was good. Episode 117. What up? Sims, Lefko, we got Marky Mark. Actually, I can't say that because we might actually have Marky Mark next week. That would be awesome. We got, we got Mark Wahlberg. Stein, I, think I got are. some Wahlberg stories. All right, don't use them now. I'm not. I'm going to uh, wait till he comes Steinmetz on. Steinmetz is here for those looking for uh, producer Josh. I think he's going to come in in 15, 20 minutes. Yes, doing spreadsheets. He's in a meeting, and I walked by, and he's standing there in the corner on his computer. And I, I don't know if he needs to be in these meetings. Like, I feel like Josh, is, he's moving up Bleacher Report, and he's really excited about it. He's like the CIA operative in these meetings. That's right, to me. It's like oh, he's just taking he's all the notes, and he's, he's supplying the bosses of Bleacher Report with all the information that's going on in these he, meetings. He's like that guy that when you start a new job, and he's like, I'll be there, sure, whatever you need, except he doesn't stop doing that. No, he doesn't. Which he, is a testament to him. It is. But he's also much. the worst. He's pretty awesome. Uh, so, um, um, so, uh, this is a podcast. This is 117. 117. Bring your fucking game. Let's go. 17. Who do you Doug got? Doug Williams, Philip Rivers, Brock Osweiler. Well, who else? Who you got? I don't have anybody. Damn. Uh, one of the Wallace wide receivers. Oh, uh, yes. Mike Wallace, 17. Yeah. I feel like he is. I think he is 17. Stymich, right you got anybody 17? Uh, 17. Oh, thank you for your contribution, Steinmetz. Uh, Tannehill. Oh, damn. Forgot about Tannehill. I, I get mad when I forget about quarterbacks. Um, it's my quarterback. Sharice Wright? No. Um, yeah, right. Osweiler. Yep. Oh, he stinks. Yep. Uh, Conley from the uh, the Chiefs. Yep. Uh, yeah, 17. Not a great number. Not a great number. Um, what is your favorite? So your favorite was what? I just saw you have a Texas jersey one. You wore two in the NFL. Yeah, I wore two my senior year at Texas, too. I just couldn't get two till, till my senior year because the upperclassmen had it. And they lied to me because they told me that I could have number two when I got there. And then I got there and they're like, uh, number two is taken. Uh, you can have number eight. I just saw. So speaking of like college promises, Bob Stoops retiring after 18 years. Crazy. One of the all time great college coaches. Uh, I got a lot of respect for Bob. He whooped my ass a lot in college. But um, your first thought was very strange. Something going of on. the year. What's going on? Exactly right. Either some disagreement with alumni and the board of the school or something's Someone's gone on to where he's gotten in trouble and they're just splitting their ways. It's got to be one of the two. For that to happen this time of the year just makes no sense. Where does he go down in all time college oh, coaches? I mean, 
Did he win in his first year? He did. And that's my, why he got called Big Game Bob. That was my sophomore year. Roy Texas. Williams. Yep, Roy Williams. Um, they they uh, they beat us that year, and then they went on to beat Florida State in the national championship, right? right? When Chris Winkie right. – uh, no, wait, Winky played in that one. Winky was hurt for the Tennessee one. Um, but, yeah, he got him going. Bob Stoops was famous because of why? Because he was the defensive coordinator at the Florida Gators when Peyton Manning was at Tennessee. And the te- Peyton Manning and that offense couldn't beat Florida mm. with Peerless Price and some of the other guys they right. had. They had these talented offense. And this was the one defense that slowed them down. And Bob Stoops, at the time, was running cover two, like Tampa two. And it was, Which was, if you think about that same era. It's, it's that era, exactly wow. right. And we didn't, So when he came to Oklahoma in our first year playing him, we had no answers for cover two. We had none. We had no playbook. We had How no, is that possible? Like I, I look at cover two now, for people that don't right. realize, it's when the two safeties split towards opposite sidelines. Yep. The corners jam up, and and you have to have a very fast middle linebacker who can cover the deep middle. Yes. But you think cover two, and you go just over the corners and right down the middle of the field. I know. I, it's just... But, uh, yeah, we weren't a cutting-edge offense that way. And just like anything in the NFL, I mean, we would think that about the Seattle Seahawks. Well, it's so, what's so hard? It's cover three. Right. You know what I mean? But it's learning the little intricate rules and certain formations. Right. It wasn't just cover and two. Getting it was the like reps. the Tampa two. And yes. Yeah. It's just getting the reps against it and building inventory. Uh, so, but, but Stoops is an all-time great. I mean, yeah. he's a coaching legend for sure. Because so let me, you're a little bit older than me. Was Oklahoma always that well respected? Oklahoma, I feel like they were always number two to Texas, and he for a while made it either competitive or put them over Texas. Yeah, yeah, we had kind of started our run, and then he came in the town. Were they and, in the Big Eight with Nebraska and all that yeah, stuff too. They were exactly right, and and the and the the big thing is like Oklahoma was was the shit in the eighties, right? With right. Barry Switzer, they oh, were yeah. they were running the show, unbelievable. Uh, even a little bit into the early nineties, they totally fell off though for the rest of the nineties. Nebraska took over. Nebraska, Colorado was kind of sure. good. To Periods, right, uh, and then at the end of the '90s, Texas started to get better. Ricky Williams won the Heisman in '99, sure. right or '98, I think. I got there in '99. Texas, we had the number one recruiting class in the nation. It was Matt you, Brown, Corey second. Redding, yeah, yeah, Co- yeah. We had we had a we had a squad, and um, my my freshman year, we beat Oklahoma, Ooh. and then that so next you did year, beat Oklahoma. I didn't play though, but it oh. was there was no Stoops there at the time. Stoops came in that sophomore year. What? So it's funny. I heard you on Florio last week. Yes, and he had to talk about your spleen, right? Because well, yeah. if people don't like the first time, I feel like people talk to you on camera. They have to talk to you about your spleen. Yes. How far behind is Oklahoma? Oh, like what are the things people talk to you the most about? Oklahoma, like you're talking about... Like are people like, mm, I know you wish you could have beaten Oklahoma or something like that. Oklahoma is like, I don't even know what to say how my relationship is with them. They're, first of all, like I hate them, but I respect them. Yeah. And... I love your line about being on posters. Uh, well, I go into their Hall of Fame and I'm... There's more pictures of me in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame than they have of any other Oklahoma player. <laughs> I mean, I, they got the Roy Williams jumping over the pile, hitting me. They got more pictures of me getting hit by Oklahoma guys. Uh, but those were... It's because what you stood for. You were the all-blonde quarterback <laughs> of Texas. Yeah, and, you know, we were good, and they were yeah. good. I mean, you know... And those were huge nationally they were televised huge games, games. Right. My junior and senior year, I think my junior year, they were two and we were three. Yeah, both And then top my five senior sure. year, I think they were 
we were one and they might have been two. So It's so fun. I was just thinking about you saying that, and then I think when Michigan and Ohio State play each other, and they're like, this is the best rivalry ever. We just say that whenever those two teams are highly ranked at the same time. Yeah, and it, it's old. It's the I guess it's the older rivalry, but I would say this to any fan out there. If you're like a sports fan, bucket list, Red River, Red River rivalry, tongue twister, Oklahoma, Texas is one of the cooler um, – you know what do I want to say? Scenes, scenes, and like it's atmospheres. A, it's a stadium that's not in either place. Uh, oh, it's a neutral site. Neutral site. That's the right. Word I was so, like for Florida, it. Georgia plays in Jacksonville. Yes, right. Uh, and then you guys play where? We play in Dallas, right at the Cotton Bowl, the old Cotton Bowl, right. and it's really cool too. What's different between us and Georgia and Florida is we're split down the fifty yard line in ours, mm. so you can go into one territory and be in a away game, and come be back in another territory and be in your home game. Where Florida and Georgia, uh, Georgia are split, I don't even know how to say it. Like long ways, you know what I mean? I don't like know this, what you like mean. if this is the hundred yard field, yes, right. Half this side is this half of the side, yeah, is Florida. This one side, side of the fifty Georgia. is Florida. One side of the fifty is Georgia. No, one side of the stadium. Oh, I I'm see. I'm saying, saying my half the bowl for Texas. Gotcha. Was Texas, and then instead the other of, half instead of meeting at the fifty, you guys go from end zone to end zone, and you get one side, and then they get the other side. Exactly. I think we're explaining that right. I, I think know. I did. Yeah. Who was a better explanation, Mark? Just point. Texas would me, me, Texas would loop around from fifty to fifty, and Oklahoma would have the other loop around to fifty gotcha. to fifty. There we go. Um, uh, what I was going to say. Oh, so I went to uh, Governor's Ball this past weekend. Yeah, uh, and it was awesome. You were balling. Ha- have you ever done a music festival? Uh, I, I saw Wu Tang Clan. That's pretty awesome. Um, it's no. awesome until like that is the an ultimate. It sounds like it's going to be great, and then you get there and it's just fifteen dudes on stage walking around. Like that's Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, and the, but then like Method Man is up there with Red Man, and you're be, like child. Yeah, you should be yo. Oh my gosh! But have you ever gone to a music? My brother goes think- to music festivals all the time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to a festival like a music festival. Like all the years of like the Jingle Ball here in New York yeah. City and like the Z100 Summer. Con- no, I've yeah. never been to. I even like was supposed to go to South by Southwest one year at Texas. But I ended up getting pretty um, drunk and things before I got there, and I we, never actually we got in the building. We went there, and I was like, "Man, I can't imagine like how they're going to confiscate stuff." And we got into the security line, and they didn't even check anything. And then you get in there, and you see just like weed everywhere. And then like you see people doing other things, and you're like, "Sounds fun, man!" But it's just it's where's this? Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. Well, I don't really give a shit about security. Just so they have guns and they got bombs. If they don't have that, then fuck it, let them in. That's pretty I much really what don't I really care. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about this earlier. Odell, uh, we have been saying this from the beginning. We said this with Nick Wright last week, which I saw a lot of people on Twitter, and I want to appreciate everybody who really enjoyed that with Nick. I thought that was a really cool conversation. But your point that I think he was even impressed with was, and look, we're the ultimate. I feel like we're the, the ultimate player podcast. We need to be because there's not enough of us out there. No. But everyone's like, Odell should be there. Odell should do this. And, and you've said he is the perfect example of someone that needs to hold out. Yes. He's making just over a million dollars. Yep. Uh, I would argue that Jarvis Landry is up there, too, because he's making like $800,000. And he is a true free agent next year. I get you there. Where Odell is going into a possible fifth-year option after this fourth year. My only but thing is he has more power, Odell, than Odell has all the power. Right. Because right. it's in New York. He is, in my mind, the biggest star in the NFL. Uh, if Jarvis Landry wasn't on Miami, 
they could tradi- they they have a Devonte Parker there. Yeah, they, they got Kenny now, Still. They have Kenny Still. They have Jay Ajayi. Right. Uh, without Odell, that team is nothing. Yes, exactly right. Um, and now Adam Schefter. So Adam Schefter has come out and said that it's mainly contract related. Right. Now, since we last talked, it's coming out that he will be at minicamp. Yep. That's what it's saying. Okay. You truly believe he needs to not come? I really do. This is, I mean. Is there any chance, though, that if he doesn't come, he can ruin his relationship with the Giants long term? I really, or do you think they always kind of know why the players are there? No, I, I think they know, and I think this is, you know, this is a special thing. This is Odell Beckham Jr. He's definitely one of the best players in the NFL, hands down. He is the best receiver in my eyes, like we've talked about a million times. Um, and you know, it, the, the, like people fight back to me and go, well, this is what the players agreed with. This is the CBA. You know, fuck the CBA, okay? First of all, the CBA, it's a 1,000 guys. They're not going to get on the same page in no. a business deal against 32 of the best business people in the world, okay? And why does Odell, like Odell should not have to go through the same things as the 53rd man on the roster. No doubt about he it. He is a special case. Right. And look, he's 24, which is really scary for me as an Eagles fan because I was saying this before. I see five more years of destroying the NFL, yeah. and then like five more years after that, or maybe like three more years after that of like really good play. But one play, and it's all done. One play. He tears his hamstring, patella tendon injury next year, week eight. Odell Beckham Jr. will see. 40 to 50 million dollars less throughout his career compared to if he doesn't if he stays healthy or signs a new deal before this year starts. That's what people have to start. Don't get mad at the player for making this a business. The owners made it a business first. I don't ever hear anybody ever complain when it's a 5-year 50 million dollar contract and a guy's underperformed a little bit after 2 years and they cut him with 30 million left on his contract. I never hear them go, "Well, that's so screwed up with the owner. There was a deal there. I mean, he should he yeah, should honor that just deal." just happened with Jeremy Macklin. And that's they the cut them and they're like, oh, but they. When it's so funny when a player gets cut, yeah. we talk about how much money the team is saving. Yeah, exactly right. Oh, they saved two point five million. So it drives okay, me well, crazy. That, no, that's two point five million that they told that this player they were going to give to right. him, and now they don't have to pay. Him. Right. So now they're mad. So now you're going to tell me they're mad that that without a doubt one of the ten best players in football is making one point eight million dollars, and without a doubt one of the three best receivers in football is being paid at I think the forty eighth highest level wow. as far as receivers is bullshit. He is a guy that can change this. This this is how we have to negotiate for the next CBA. Is guys like Odell Beckham Jr. If we want guaranteed contracts and more security in the NFL, it's these type of guys that can do that. That's why I hope Derek Carr doesn't play this year mm-hmm. until he gets a new deal. Uh, but I just hate that, and I know we've talked about it before. I just hate how. I can you imagine what it's like to be a player? Why does I just don't get why nobody cares that you know the third relief pitcher on the Yankees is making nine million a year, but we care when the one point eight million dollar football player who's getting killed for a living wants more money because that means that I don't know if I should draft him in fantasy. That means that the Odell Beckham Jr. jersey I have, you know, I can't wear that. Right, uh, means that my team it's it's selfish yeah. and it's going to be selfish, and I understand why it's selfish. I'm curious what you think, what it's like to be someone like Odell, where you go home and you, you're thinking about your future and you're thinking about all this stuff, and you say, you know what, I'm going to stand up, and you take the long game approach. Yeah. I'm going to sit out to change to help maybe create a change 
that will help players in the future. But for the next six to seven months, you're going to have to be called selfish and a baby and all that stuff. Do yes. you think you'd be able to handle that? Do you think you'd be able to handle hate mail or people like seeing you on the street and, and, and blaming you for stuff? Do you think you'd be able to handle that? I do. I think I could handle that. The only part I would be worried about is act- me not actually being there with my teammates and playing. That would be the only hard thing to do. What, what could a, a wide receiver say to the team? Right. That would get them on board. Like if he went there to mini camp yeah. for one day, yeah. and on that first day he brought everybody in a room and he said, "Coaches, I'm sorry, this is a players only meeting." Right. What could he say if he was going to not show up? He's like, "I'm showing up for one day and then I'm done." What could he say to you that you that you think everybody would look at each other and go, "I get it." There is nothing he has to say. Everybody in that locker room will get it. Really? They will, yes, the ones that have been around, they really will. They're going to be like, "No, dude." You're amazing. Go get your money. And that's why this makes the situation unique. Like if he got up there and was crying and he was like, I love y'all and I want to be here and I want to win, but I need to get paid for my security. I'm getting paid shit right now. Like this isn't possible. They're going to let, they're going to be yelling in the meeting room. Guys are going to be like, go get yours. That's right. Odell. That's right. Do it. You, you got to do so? what you got to do. No doubt about it. Because you've always told me they don't talk about money in the locker room. No, I mean they're not going to talk about money like overall as far as like you know, you're getting over you're getting overpaid or I'm not getting paid enough. I mean, guys talk about it. Um, but you don't butt into people's businesses. You don't you don't tell an Odell. You don't do gotcha. a, you don't be Ladanian Tomlinson who sat out because he wasn't getting a guaranteed contract as a rookie from the San Diego Chargers and then it happens to Joey Bosa and go, "You should be there." Because he did do remember that. that that bullshit he did right so that's what you don't do and that's what players for the most part no you don't do you don't button other people's business it is a business get yours while you can and this is what makes the situation unique is he is like you have said many times maybe the most famous player in the NFL right now is. other than Tom Brady I would say you're probably right yeah and then uh, he he's did, more present on social media definitely he's definitely day, the, like the to the younger generation no doubt i mean dude everywhere i go My i see boy yeah i mean oh, dude, i see odell beckham jr jerseys on kids everywhere right so he has got the power not only from that standpoint from the standpoint that that offense knows they suck without odell yeah, you beckham said jr. earlier they're a 12 13 win team with them and a seven win team without them. yeah i mean you just go through it like okay you go the ravens game right we talked about that they don't win that game unless odell went no up he had like, like 200 two yards slants, right yeah uh, you know, we get into the Cowboys game, the Sunday night game. That's Odell Beckham Jr. with the the big slant for the touchdown. Uh, I don't remember the Bears, the Bengals. He had two touchdowns as well. I mean, the whole offense is predicated on him. Even and, the Browns game. I mean, the Browns yeah, game. The he, game was, he had the punt, the kick, and the uh, yes. the, the reverse. The yeah, punt you, we return. don't need to talk about how great Odell. So is. yeah, we Odell's know. amazing, and that's just to me. Get your money. Uh, I really think the Giants can, should do this. I think they will. I think they're going to realize that th- they're in the Super Bowl window right now. Mm. They need him there. Eli Manning's only got a few years left, and they could probably get him for a f- few dollars less if they did it now uh, instead of maybe him going through another year and then them having to make him like the highest-paid player in football because that's what could happen. Man. And people got to realize Odell Beckham Jr., you know I said he's the best receiver in football in my eyes. He's number one, hands down. I know you think he could be on pace to be the greatest I, ever. I mean, I think right now he is on pace. I mean, he literally, through the numbers, is on pace to be the greatest receiver ever. But I would say, other than Randy Moss, I've never seen anybody better than him at three years into their career where I've just gone, man, the first three years of their career, 
they were the best receiver in football, and that's how I feel about Odell Beckham Jr. So let's transition. He can become a legend here in New York. He's so close. If he can just get his money, handle the situation right, and they win games, Odell Beckham Jr. will become the biggest thing. He'll become everything that Lawrence Taylor never became because of Lawrence Taylor's off-the-field issues. Yeah. It's interesting because the only thing that I haven't liked about Odell is the Miami trip. Yes. Um, but everything else, the celebrations and stuff, it's awesome. Yeah. So Leon Batchley, we told him we'd hook him up. Last week he said, uh, hey, with all the survivor talk, can I get the most fun to watch players at every position? Uh, we've decided, look, we're not doing offensive linemen. Yeah. Uh, it's just different. But I, the reason I think it's good is Odell is definitely up for one of the two wide receiver positions. Yes. The most fun-to-watch quarterback in the NFL. If you're listening to the podcast, think in your head. You know who we're going to say. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Is there anyone else? from? Like, I think Russell Wilson is a very fun watch. I, I, I agree with you. I think Russell Wilson's a really fun watch. I'll tell you another guy that I think is a really fun watch is Andrew Luck. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because you know he's going to stand in there. He's going to make big throws down Phillip the field. Phillip Rivers, for me, is a really fun watch. Get it all the Jameis way. Jameis is a really fun yeah. watch. There's some fun quarterbacks right now. When you ben really sometimes is fun. Yep. Uh, I can't. No, but I, Aaron Rodgers is the guy. Aaron Rodgers, for me, is the most fun quarterback I've ever watched. The reason we said all those Elway. other guys, mobility is huge. That makes it fun. Yep. Ability to throw on the run. Ability to create. That's right. like Russell Wilson. But Aaron Rodgers does all of that to the highest level. Yes, he does. So that, to me, that that's a, a no-brainer. All right, most fun well, to watch. Well, let's finish our wide receiver, though. We're going all 22. Okay, so Odell Beckham. And Tyree Kill for me. I That's the one that I was thinking. I mean, I, I know A.J. Green's in there. Julio, those are like, all guys. Julio, but. Julio's great, and A.J. Green's great, but it's not always the most fun. Odell and, and Tyreek are both get the ball and then make a few people miss. Right. and like It's more like take it to the house. Like Jordy Nelson is a great receiver, not a fun watch. Yes. Uh... Let me see who else is up here. Julian Edelman's kind of a fun watch. I think Golden Tate is a fun Golden watch. Golden Tate. Antonio Brown's a fun Antonio watch. Antonio Brown is a fun watch. You know, I don't think he's in the level of A.J. Green and Julio and Odell, no. but he is a fun watch because of the way they use him in the offense, too. Yeah, I'll, you know what? Let's do that. that those will be our two. Okay. Uh, Tyree Kill and Odell Beckham Jr. Right. We got A-Rod, uh, our tight end. Oh, we have to do running back. Oh, sorry. All right, so fun to watch running back. Gosh, this is a so real let me go through one. the league leaders. I definitely think Zeke is in the conversation. Yeah, because he gives you fun to watch after the play. Right. So he's scooping up cereal into his mouth and all that. Um, Le'Veon Bell, the way that he stops. I mean, the, every time you and I watched a game last year, we go, I, I just can't believe he does that. <laughs> no, the way he it. freezes in the hole, and then Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, that he. I think he's the winner. You think, I know he's the one that because we, he's the one at any moment turns the negative five into the positive forty, and then he just stops on a dime, and he's got an attitude to him. I think if we were going fun to watch, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, like David Johnson's very impressive, very close. But Lashawn McCoy to me is more fun. He's highlight real stuff. Always. It is always yes. Is yeah. there anybody else that's even close? I, I really Devontae Freeman to me is yeah, fun. He's somewhere. He's along those lines of a McCoy, right? But yeah, that. it's a lot of pounders. Yeah, I'm going LaShawn. So My favorite pounder, I love the old pounders. What's that? Is Ezekiel Elliott, though. I yeah. do love like when he lowers his shoulder. Like, See, that's the thing is Zeke will give you the dive through the hole, yes. run you over, right. can run for 70, also catches from the backfield. Um, I just think LaShawn McCoy gives you the most oh-crap plays. Yes, he does. 
Yeah, you, if you take away those like minus five yard rushing plays, and we're just talking about those exciting ones where he makes nine people oh miss and gosh. gets thirty yards. All right, tight end. Uh, first one that came to my mind was Travis Kelsey. Sec- actually, excuse me. First one that came to my mind is Gronk. Gronk yeah. Second one is Travis Kelsey. I would say those are the top two that came to my mind too. Jordan Reed's a fun watch to me too, but a f- kind of a Jordan Reed way. is a really fun watch. He is. Greg Olson to me, not that great of a fun watch. Right. But every time I watch him, I go, he's fantastic. He's good. <laughs> yeah. Man, he's so reliable. Uh, I think I'd, I'd still go with the Gronk master. Are there any other Jordan Reed types? Like Jordan Reed, man, as just like a, a an exciting kind of guy, he is up there. Uh, how are we missing? Jimmy Graham. It's Jimmy's, been a while. Yep. Um, I don't know if there's anybody up in that class right now. Delaney Walker's a hell of a tight Oh, end. yeah. Delaney is certainly one of them. But I think Gronk, if we're going on fun. Fun. I mean, you can't spell fun without Gronk. Nope, you can't. There's a big F in Gronk. All right. So Rodgers, LaShawn McCoy, Odell Beckham, Tyreek Hill, yeah. Gronk. Gronk. For the uh, all 22 kind of fun to watch. Yep. I mean, if I'm taking offensive linemen, just fun to watch. Just yeah. two that come to my mind right away are Zach Martin. Zach Martin's the best watch on film. Why for, do you say that? Just because he's probably physically asked to do more than just about any offensive lineman in football. He's asked to block people like Ndamukong Sue one-on-one and just be like, well, you're Zach Martin. You're supposed to be able to, it? and he does it. So him, Kalechi Osameli up in Oakland is another one because like they're also mean too. Like you're on the ground. They like to like put their knee in your throat. Like, yeah. so I, I kind of enjoy that. And then left tackle. I like watching Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan's fun. He's the same way. Great pass protector. And if you're and on the ground, he's going to try to suplex you. These are big time athletes yes. with a mean streak. Yes. I like those kind of guys. How's Tyron Smith as a watch? Uh, pretty damn good too. Tyron is, I mean, Man, as you we know when we saw him in person, right? Oh, <laughs> still drools about his body. <laughs> uh, all right, defensive. Actually, let's start uh, in the back. Okay. Favorite safeties to watch. Most fun safeties to watch. Oh, we're. Mi- I know I'm going to miss somebody. Cam Chancellor's definitely one of them. Who's my free safety? Whew. You should pull up the teams. I should pull up the team. I? I would say Tyron Matthew is a very fun watch. He is a fun watch. I think Rashad Jones for the Dolphins is a very fun watch. He's everywhere. I know. Earl, I mean, Earl used to be the most fun watch at free safety to me. You know, we're missing like Eric Berry. He's in that conversation. Uh, oh, I'll tell you who I like. This is, My fun watches for me would be Cam Chancellor. And probably T.J. Ward. T.J. Ward from Denver. I like T.J. Ward from Denver. He's a human missile. He's great in coverage. He gets asked to do things that most safeties in football don't get to ask. And he throws his body around like with no regard. They're fun watches to me, those two. All right, I'll go with you. And okay. then top two corners. All right, I mean, I think we're going to be on the same page. We just got to figure out who we're going to narrow it down. Like Marcus Peters, Jalen Ramsey. Those are my favorite two. Those are probably my favorite. Like two I don't too. know if they're the top two in the NFL right now, but they're fun to watch because you're like one's going to get a pick and Marcus the other one's going to physically gonna blanket you. And, yes, Market Peters is going to try and jump every route, right. and play the ball like a wide receiver. Yep. And Jalen Ramsey is just going to like push you around and like be everywhere, everywhere. Uh, Richard Sherman is a fun watch. Yep. Josh Norman is a fun he television is. watch. He is. Yes. Hmm. I know. Akib Talib is actually oh. a kind of a fun watch to me, too. And I'm sitting here thinking about my man there. He's a good one. Um, uh, you know, man, 
You know who we missed at safety? Hmm. Landon Collins. Yeah. Landon Collins. I probably would. Who would he be in front of? I would take him over TJ Ward, I think. So fun watches. And when you're going through this, what are you characterizing as fun? Like big plays and physicality, kind of both in one. Like Yeah, they're a little bit reckless. Right. Okay, like so I, you're going to go Cam Chancellor. Like I don't want Eric Collins. Weddle as my fun watch. Like, yeah, he's really awesome. He's going to do his job every fucking play. Yeah. But like, That's I why I like Rashad Jones because it's like he's going to miss some yeah, plays, yeah, right. but he's also going to hit the A-gap before the running back does. <laughs> right, and you're right. like, what the hell? Right. All right, so it's going to be – I like our young guys. Marcus Peters, Jalen Ramsey, Landon Collins, and Cam. We got Cam, Cam being the old, old man. That's vet. a lot of young guys. That is, right? Those are three really young players. We Man, corners. There's a lot of good corners in football right now. All right, middle linebacker. Most fun watch at middle linebacker. Ryan Shazier, I think, is the first one that pops to my head. Okay. Um, I like that one. Keekley's a good one. Mm. He is a fun watch. Uh, who else we missing there? What about the ones in Minnesota? Oh, Anthony Barr is a really good watch. I, I like. And Detroit. I mean, and uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Devondre Campbell. And uh, our man Dion Jones. Yes, more young people. I know. And we, you have Keekley and Thomas Davis. We might have uh, to put them. You in have there. Uh, the Tampa Bay middle linebacker. Yep, Quan Alexander and oh, Levante Alexander, David. Levante David. I'm gonna go. You got Ogletree, who yep. again, not the best, but he's fun because he runs like a crazy person. Right. There's guys like Bobby Wagner who we haven't talked about. Uh, I think though, fun watches for me. If I had to just go two middle linebackers, I'm going Shazier and Dante Hightower. Dante Hightower. I like watching Dante just fucking maul people. Like I love it. Like I love watching. I love him to like watch him like like fullbacks run up to him and be like, "Holy shit! I didn't what like." Dante's such a big man. People don't really realize it. I love watching him destroy running backs who think like, oh, I'll push the pile forward and get three more yards, and and they hit Dante Hightower, and it's like, nope, you're spotting the ball right here. Sorry, man. Yeah, Anthony Barr is is he's up there, man. He if is you, up there. You don't get the, the linebackers don't get the sex appeal on like the TV highlights, so no one ever shows them. But like if we were all sitting there watching Anthony Barr together, like on film, it's great because he's awesome at taking on blocks and filling a hole, and then all of a sudden he runs down the field with like a top tier tight end, and you're just like, man, what kind of animal is this guy? He, yeah. He's a freak show. What about outside linebacker slash pass rusher? Ooh, I like a Von Miller. <laughs> I mean, Von Miller is... What is his film like as someone that watches a lot of Human fucking rocket up his ass. That is what it looks like. Except he's... I mean, and then he's got... How do... uh, Like, when you're watching film, what do offensive tackles look like when they're getting ready for Von? They... The first thing you always look at when you're they're lining up across Von is they always try to cheat their alignment. They always try to cheat back in their stands, you know, because like what's the rule? The front of your helmet has to be no farther back than the waist of the center. Right. They try to gain every little inch they can to just get a little farther back. That's like, how fast he is. His first step is it's Tyree Kill Odell Beckham Jr. fast. Like wow. that's how fast uh, Von Miller. Yeah, Von Miller to me uh, is one of the most fun watch. Uh, outside linebackers ever, and then I guess if we're gonna do another one, yeah, this is more of the speed outside linebacker guys. Yeah, that's another. Who, who is my other fun one? Probably Joey Bosa. Is he outside linebacker right now? I don't know. Or is he a D? What about Khalil Mack? Cool, Khalil is too. But I'm counting Khalil as a D end. Okay, so that's why I just I he is he was in my head all the way. I think. Uh, 
Justin Houston. Justin Houston is certainly one like one healthy. I love watching Justin Houston. He's not as like sexy from the speed standpoint, but Justin Houston's got like inhumane man strength. What is James Harrison like as a watch? Oh, like his limitations are clear. His limitations are clear. His watch, the watch part is he can kind of disappear at this point of his career for a while and disappear where not where you go. Oh, he's getting beat up and like losing at the point of attack, but doesn't make as many plays. And then all of a sudden he wins two pass rushers in a row and gets a sack. I mean, he's an all time legend. Yeah. But he's not the most fun watch. Yeah. Like there was a time where Clay Matthews was a lot. Yeah. He was a lot of fun. Yes. All right. So I'll go Houston and and Miller. Yeah. Uh, What about the defensive ends? Is that Mack and Bosa then? It's crazy. All these young guys. All right. That, well, hold on. We got to think about this draft, not the past one, but the one two years ago. Ramsey, Bosa, Zeke, Carson Wentz. Sick. It's going to go down. I mean, the Rams are going to be really upset. Damn, defense end. I don't know what the hell. I, we got to look at official things because defense end right away in my head. Yes, Khalil Mack's there, but so is Michael Bennett and Jadevian Clowney. Ooh. So that's where we get. Like, we probably need to look up the official position of Jadevian Clowney. Yeah. But. Those are the three guys for me, most fun watch. I feel like you get the same sensation from Clowney that you do from Dante Hightower. Like, you just like people being like, holy crap, what yes. am I up against? Yes. I mean, that that to me was the biggest uh, red flag to when people said he didn't play hard or wasn't physical in college coming out of the draft. That was like, oh, you haven't watched anything then yet. You just told me you're fucking stupid and you have not evaluated him because it was the number one thing that jumped out to you was his physicality, the amount of double teams he split or pushed back. Um, so yeah, I love watching him cause he's a, like a, what are they? A ball, a wrecking ball of yeah. China. What the hell is he? I don't a know. A bull in a China a, shop. Yeah. That's what I was looking a for. A wrecking ball in a China. A wrecking ball in a China. Uh, and then defensive tackles, uh, is Sue. Yes. Okay. And then there's so many good ones. There's right so now. many good ones. Because I do like Fletcher watching your Cox, Fletcher Cox, Cox McCoy. and your Aaron Donald. Oh, man. I know. What is he like on film? Aaron Donald is like the Von Miller of D tackles where it's just the speed is like ridiculous. You're just like, damn, who is this guy in the middle of this mosh pit that's just moving at a different speed than everybody really? else? Yeah. And then he's just a big fucking block. I mean, he's like a square. He's a 285-pound, 6'1", like, or 6-foot, 285 pounds. People, I don't think, like, put that into your brain. 6-foot, six 6'1", six maybe, 285. That's your height with 70 pounds on it. And it's pure muscle. Pure muscle. Right. Like, I don't think people, like, realize what kind of animal that is uh, when you see that. I I'm mean, thinking about- Google his picture. He has no neck, and he's all trap. I mean, he is built to be a defensive lineman or do something power-based throughout his life. Man. All right, I'm realizing this right now. I went back to the 2014 NFL draft because a lot of these guys were talking about. Yeah. So Clowney was the first pick. Mack was the fifth pick. Mike Evans was the seventh pick. Anthony yeah. Barr was the ninth. Aaron Donald was 13th. Jeez. We've said all these guys. Lawan was 11th. Odell Beckham was 12th. Jeez. Ryan Shazier was 15th. Wow. Zach Martin I was 16th. Shazier. Damn. CJ uh, Mosley was 17th. Haha Clinton Dix, Jason Verrett. Man, Derek phenomenal. Carr, unbelievable. Phenomenal. And I'm I'm not even saying some of the other ones like Sammy Watkins or or Eric Ebron. Brandon like, Cooks. Yeah. Right. Brandon Cooks was right there. Um, looking at that now. Clowney, Mac. 
You're not going to take Evans or Barr. Clowney, Mack, Lawan, Beckham Jr., Donald, mm. and Martin. How do you order those six? Oof, Clowney, gosh. Mack, Lawan, Beckham, Donald, Martin. Like if you're just going to be like, you're going to pick them all over you're and rank them, now. them, right? Yep. <sighs> Who goes first? Clowney, Mack, or Beckham Jr., or Donald? Because I think those four are above the other two. I prob- Or Zach Martin. Knowing Shit. what I know right now, I'm probably going to go Odell. You're going Odell one. Mac two. Okay. Only because of Clowney's injury, I'm making him three. He would have been my number two, but I worry about his knee long term. And then wise. you're going to take who next? Zach, Zach Martin, Martin and then Lawan. What which- about Aaron Donald? Oh, fuck me. No, I have to redo this. I'm so going Mac- Odell one. Odell one. I'm going to go Mac two. Okay. Aaron Donald three. Clowney four. Clowney four, which hurts me to say because I love Jadeveon Clowney, but the knee thing. And then I'm going to go Zach Martin, Lawan. Zach Martin and then Lawan. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about one of the best left tackles in football, and I'm making him the sixth pick in this draft. Right. It's, I mean, Allen Robinson was the second. Jarvis Landry was in that draft. Right. Man, unreal. It, it is unreal. Some of the other stuff that happened this week in the NFL. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. Sorry. No, what were you going to say? I was going to – if you want to stay NFL more, but I got to fucking rant about the basketball shit. It's driving me crazy. Do it because I know a lot of people were, were waiting to hear our takes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 2-0 Warriors. We're recording this before game three. Game three is tonight. I have a feeling the Cavs are going to win. I don't. They're going to get swept. I hate Golden State, and I'm almost rooting for the sweep at this point because I think Commissioner Adam Silver needs to break in, and they have to change the rules in the NBA. They're going to be in the next ten finals. They're not going anywhere. Like they're next not ten. I, I'm going. I'm paraphrasing. Maybe from, the next three. I'm or paraphrasing four. from Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy thinks it'll be a miracle if they don't go to the next eight to ten finals. But how they're going to go? They've gone three in a row, so they're going to go seven in a row. What do you mean, Steph Curry's what twenty five? Kevin Durant's twenty eight, twenty seven. Clay Thompson, they're they're all there together. If Kevin Durant settles for less this year and they can play for Steph Curry, this team is there forever. They're they're not going anywhere. This Steph Curry is twenty nine. Okay. Kevin Durant is twenty eight. Okay. Clay Thompson's twenty seven. Right. Draymond Green is twenty seven. Man, so they're not going anywhere for the next four to five years. That's what okay. So then it ends up being seven. It can be. Uh, I thought you said the next eight to ten. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mean it quite that way. But regardless, it's annoying. Regardless, I, I hear all this talk about like I, like Durant came out today and said LeBron really started this whole super team thing. Like like I like Kevin Durant, but the comments like that are just fucking stupid, man. That's not true. First of all, LeBron didn't start it. Danny Age and the Boston Celtics started it, right? When getting Kevin Garnett, when Kevin McHale was the coach of the Timberwolves, yep. ex Celtic, and they like went like wink, wink. Hey, we're Garnett, gonna trade and get you Kevin Garnett, Allen and Pierce. Yeah, so they started it. Okay, LeBron only did what LeBron had to do because. Dan Gilbert wouldn't bring any players to Cleveland, and we were all sitting there, even though LeBron was the best player in the NBA, we were all going, oh, he can't win the big one. So he said, okay. Yeah, the I'm- issue is that the, the, the Celtics didn't have any pieces. They came together at the same time. Yes. The Heat had Dwayne Wade, and Bosh and James came at the same they time. They came at the same time. Right? The, the Warriors did they make the had a big the- three. 73 in, and nine. In Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and then he, he went there. I mean, it's a big four. It's the big four. It's four of the top Where 16 players. Where are you players. with Draymond Green right now? I mean, he's really good. I'd love to have him on my team. He annoys me a little at times. Like, I, I thought the, the thing that annoys me about the first two games, I don't know about you, I think, like, Golden State's gotten every call in the world. That's the mm. other thing that drives me crazy. That's why I think Cleveland's going to win. And I've heard some people say that on TV. Like, any 50-50 call, it's gone Golden State's way. Um, 
But uh, I, I'm just I'm very frustrated by it because I love NBA basketball. I've been watching NBA basketball intently since a young kid. Like I was in the prime group of Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, Larry Bird, late '80s, and then I was 15 years old when Jordan was winning. You know that second group of three in '95, '96. I mean, I so I saw it all. I absorbed it all. That Bulls team could not beat this Golden State team. No chance. None. Not with the rules the way they are now. Michael Jordan's toughness gets canceled out in this day and age because you can. There is no toughness. There's no post game. Everything's a foul. A bunch of it's bullshit. So that's gone. Golden State is the greatest team ever, and it's not even close. And it's not even fun. And it upsets you. It's annoying. I don't know why you're upset. Because like, do you realize it's ruining my two weeks of NBA final watching? That's why. Because the second best player in the NBA. Went to the best team in the history of the NBA. So when you're 65 yep. and your son has a kid yep. and he comes there and he's like, Grandpa, what was it like to watch the greatest team ever? Right. And I'm going to have to say, man, the Golden State Warriors, they were. Yeah, you saw that Warriors team. They were incredible. Yeah, they and were. You're, and isn't that great that you were alive to witness that? No, it was not. It's not great. To me, it's it's stupid because the Cavaliers are a legit championship team. Does it feel like we're watching UConn women's basketball? A little bit. Exactly right. Thank you. I mean, they're up by 30. If LeBron comes out of the game, they're down by 10 more oh, points. It's unbelievable. It's not even funny. You're literally like, man, I hope he can go over there and drink a Gatorade before they're down by 20. And He goes out and it's like bang, bang, it's bang. It's right away. And then what's even scarier is when he's in, they're down by 10. And right. like Durant down by and six. Seth Curry are on the bench resting with a towel over their eyes, taking naps. So get the fuck out of here. That tells you something's wrong. All right, it's off my chest. Man. It's fucked up. When you really talk about it, it's fucked up. It's ruined it's ruining the NBA. It's ruining it. Man. It's not cool. It's just funny to me to to hear in one sentence go, We're watching the greatest team of all time, and then the next sentence go, It's ruining the league. I, it stinks. It's the greatest team of all time. I know, but they're they, they were already when you that. watch the game tonight, yeah. Do you think that you can sit there and go, I'm gonna try and watch this positively and appreciate what they're doing? I, I really feel like I've been doing that. Because I've had my little boy there, That's too. That's what I try and do. And I keep telling him, because he's rooting for LeBron really hard, and I keep going, like, Philip, they're, they're not going to win. Let's just hope he can keep it close. And maybe if they can keep it close, he can pull some magic out. Uh, that's all I can say. I am appreciating it. It's amazing what yes. they are. It is. I, I understand that. But yeah, we want it to be a game. Yeah. I just think we're all freaking out right now and we haven't had a game in Cleveland yet. No, but they're going to get beat tonight. I'm just putting my stamp on it. And four of the 16 best players in the NBA are on the Golden State starting five. So this, you're saying that Draymond Green's one of the top 16 well, guys. He was he was third team all pro and 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 Clay Thompson missed out by what? Like three votes. Wow, but so, I've never heard you give any props to so, Draymond. Yeah, before. I'm giving it to him. Um He's pretty incredible, dude. He is. He's he's amazing. He really is. They they are amazing. But that's what annoys me now to the like this Cleveland Cavaliers team other than like they're a legit championship team. I'm not saying they'd beat every team like that's won championships throughout. But they're a legit championship team, and they have no fucking chance in this series. None. It's gonna be. They're gonna lose by twenty tonight. That's what I'm saying. We are now joined by Josh Fendrick. How much of a shit show has this been? It's been great. It's been pretty good. We answered Leon Batchley's uh, most fun watches. Oh, nice. How long did it take? Who knows? Twenty minutes. Yeah, probably. 
did, we just did it live. Like we just went through it. Did, did you guys do offensive linemen? Nah, we, we named a we, few. Oh, few. I was really looking forward to the guard conversation. Well, Zach Martin, we got Zach Martin. Yeah, 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 we got into okay, a few good. of them. Uh, how was the meeting? Meetings were good. Great, a lot of good meetings, dude. Every time I pass you in a meeting. I don't know if you're doing anything in these meetings. Like, I feel like if I walked by and you were like, yeah. like standing up and like drawing on a board or something, I'd be like, okay. Uh, I tend to do a lot of listening, I would say. He's like a CIA operative for Bleacher Report. He sits eh, there in the corner. I don't know if I'd go that far, but yeah, I just like to listen. notes to the Josh log. Uh, that one person said that comment. Have them executed. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what else is going on? Uh, how are you? I'm good. Do you guys do iTunes reviews, Twitter questions? I was going to do going some on? iTunes no? reviews okay. real quick. But I, I mean, we got to hurry up because I got to go. I got to yeah, play in the train. charity oh, softball. Oh, shit, like five minutes. I know. Well, You're going to play softball tonight with Boomer, Boomer and Cardi. The, the train's right. at 436. Are you any good yeah. at softball? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Why is there a game not in the city? It's wherever the charity they're trying to help out. Uh, like tonight, okay. we're going to Irvington, New York, because it's gotcha. the Hebrew home we're doing the charity for. Who is the most famous person in this softball game? Um, tonight. Oh, tonight? I don't even know. Tonight? Could um, it be you? It, 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 no. Boomer and Carton are going to yeah. beat me, I think, okay. both times. Probably. And I think Big Phil Sims is showing up tonight for this <laughs> okay. game. Oh, so well, then, play? I think he's going to be on the, the Hebrews home. Hey, team. baby. Welcome. Uh, Bajent Bajent had a really good Twitter question this week. What was it? Did I read it? Yeah. Uh, So Bajent, longtime friend of the podcast, at 007 Sports. (laughs) (laughs) He just jumps in. Oh, that's great. Uh, What was Sim's biggest... I saw that. I wasn't going to ask it. I thought it was a good question. I'll tell you why. Finish the question. What was Sim's biggest football is a business moment that he saw firsthand during his or Phil's playing It's the Brandon Marshall story. It's the Brandon Marshall didn't have a contract and he was crying in the locker room because he didn't want to risk injury with the contract on the line. And Sims was like trying to help him deal with it. Are we out of content for this podcast? Is it over? You've (laughs) shared everything. I think that would be my biggest. I just think I'm so into Sims's brain. Yeah, you're too deep in the weeds. Most people probably remember that he's told that story. Really? Okay. Well, okay. So that was Eagles locker room. Anything anything else from your playing days or anything that stands out from Phil's career? Uh, This is my podcast now. No, I mean that would be my first thing. Is Bill is my dad's career? Like Big Phil's career is when I certainly learned it was a business early on. I mean, when it was year 15 and he went to the Pro Bowl and he was the Giants MVP of the team and they released him. Right. Uh, that was when I was like, oh, damn, this is a business. This is really How up. old were you for that? Uh, 13. Okay. About yeah. to be 14. So you remember that clearly. Oh, clearly, yes. I mean, he. I remember him coming into my bedroom and he was closed the door and I was like, damn, what? I didn't do anything bad lately. Did I get in trouble? And then he walked in, he sat down, and he's like, you know, Christopher... The Giants released me today. I mean, I was heartbroken. I cried. I mean, bald. I was so disappointed because I was at an age where it really but, mattered. Yeah. But the Brandon Marshall thing was like my first experience to watch somebody else go through it who came from nothing. It's week 16. We're going to play the Eagles in the link. And for whatever reason, the team's starting to walk out. And I'm giving myself one look, more look in the, the mirror with my uniform on to make sure everything's straight. And B. Marsh is doing the same thing. And it's kind of cleared out, and he looks at me, and his like vein is popping out of his neck, and he's like, "I just can't do this anymore, Chris. I I can't do it. I can't play like this." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, I'm, "I'm two weeks away. I mean, I'm I'm worried about getting hurt coming out here. I hate playing like this. I gotta worry about uh, getting hurt in the Eagles game, and these games don't even mean anything. And I'm this close to getting a huge contract." And I was like, "Man, don't get hurt. 
That's all I said. Yeah, it's still, it's, it goes it's, back to what we were talking about with Odell earlier. Right. Don't People don't hurt. think about that. Right. I want to give a shout out to JMR Luna, uh, who left uh, a nice review. Best podcast out there. I actually spoke to him. He contacted me after we were talking about esports. Right. Uh, he is killing it right now at this team called Evil Geniuses. We had a very long talk. They're the number one uh, esports club in America. Like when they go places, people are like, USA, USA. We talked for a while. Dude is awesome. He wants two podcasts a week. Okay. So if JMR wants it, possibly. Uh, And then I have one other question here from the iTunes review. Real thoughts. The greatest podcast ever. Uh, Love the podcast, guys. Have to admit, I never listened to a thing that came out of Sim's mouth prior to catching a Facebook Live. Been a huge fan since. Lefko, you are the man. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. If you had to see two football teams clear the sidelines and throw down, who would you want to see? Uh, One, two, three. Let's pull up the team. Oh. <laughs> Guys, let's pull up the teams. I was like, wow, do you already know who you're going to say? No, we're just talking all-out brawl. All-out brawl. So yep. these are the straight-off-the-bus teams. Straight-off-the-bus I'm gonna. Lie, I'm not going to I think the Steelers are one of my teams. Steelers are certainly they one of the teams. They just have the attitude. I want to see what, James and, Harrison and the Raiders. fighting. Yeah, but I don't think the Raiders like I like I would rather see the Seahawks fight the Steelers than the okay. Raiders because the people that's a like the Raiders are going to go down as this tough team every year when I don't think when it's not necessarily warranted. Yeah, it's not like built into like Derek Carr's a peacemaker. What about the Texans as a dark horse? That's kind the Texans, the Broncos, and the, Texans and the Ravens are two teams that came to my head right yeah. away. Titans, I feel like Taylor oh Lewan would like gosh. be in front like this is war. Like, club holding up holding up somebody's head. Minnesota uh, would be fun. Yeah, I think I'm going Texans, Ravens, Texans, Ravens. That's pure size. All right, I'll killers. go Seahawks, Steelers. All right, you got. You're going like the smaller. Oh yeah, quicker speed. version. Speed. Uh, Fendrick, you got any other uh, Twitter cues for us? Uh, no other Twitter cues, but we just is Dan Pone your friend? D Pone forty four. Yes. What up, so, Dan oh, Lapone? He just my ma- main man. He just mentioned us in a this whole thread of a debate that people are having about Kaepernick and Carson Wentz and different quarterbacks and who's better. And the last line of his tweet is: "Listen to Sims and Lefko and educate yourself." Yeah, I love that's it. how he closed his tweet. Yeah, that's whenever I would say my friend Dan. That's my friend Dan. That's my friend Dan. I do have another question. Uh, oh, okay. Brizzy at N Briscoe seventeen. Which unit will be affected more by the coordinator leaving? Wade Phillips, Denver D, or Shanahan, Atlanta O? I like that question. Yeah, it's that's an easy one. It's Atlanta Falcons and Kyle Shanahan. I mean, the, at least in Denver, first of all, uh, Vance Joseph runs a similar scheme. He was with Wade Phillips, I believe, in Houston when he, when Wade Phillips was the defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans under Gary Kubiak. So. Right. Uh, I mean, both are big losses, and I certainly wouldn't have upset that Denver defensive room and let Wade Phillips go. I would have hired an offensive coach. I mean, I think they dropped the ball. I think they should have hired Kyle Shanahan. I always, I think that maybe you know the history between John Elway and Mike Shanahan and the egos there involved might have stopped that from happening, which I think was actually the best football decision. Keep the defensive staff intact, bring Kyle Shanahan, let him improve that offense. Now you get the best of both worlds. But to me, uh, Kyle Shanahan losing the, leaving the Atlanta Falcons is a bigger deal because Kyle is the best OC in football in my, mon- in my mind, and that Atlanta offense is real good. I don't think it's as, it's as talented as everybody else thinks it is. Like I don't think Matt Ryan's as good as people think he is. Julio Jones is the man, and I don't think that run game is all that it's made up to be. I think it was more of a Shanahan concoction. 
So, Speaking of Shanahan, uh, Schefter reported that the Kirk Cousins talks are improving. Right. And we were talking earlier that you said that you genuinely believe Kirk Cousins is waiting out this year and making $27 million, mm-hmm. and then we'll go to the 49ers and play with Shanahan. Definitely. I then asked you, yeah. okay, if Washington came to you and you're Kirk Cousins and they offered you $70 million guaranteed, it would be hard to pass up that money yes. knowing that anything could really happen this year right. with long term. Your response was, yeah, but at the same point, it's hard to put your mind in the in the person of someone who made $58 million the last two years, yes. which is what Kirk Cousins did. And my question for you was, how much money would you need to have in the bank before you stop worrying about money and, and then start thinking it. about situation? Yeah. yeah, fuck it. Like, I know there's like, a $30 million difference, but I already got blank I, amount in the I bank. I could suffer a career-ending injury right. at any point during the season. I don't but, know if you ever have enough money to swallow the $30 million difference. You think $30 million? I don't think so. so if you I mean, every 60, of these businessmen yeah. I know, I mean, these 32 billionaire owners that I know in the NFL, I mean, they... Thirty million seems like a lot of fucking money. Every so time let's they talk say Kirk Cousins has like seventy million in the bank, and Washington comes and offers him a however much money it doesn't matter, but seventy million guaranteed. So they were willing to double it up, right? Or he goes into free agency, and maybe he gets the same money, maybe he doesn't. Do you take that long term security to double up your your cash? If they offered me that type of money before the season started, I'm taking that contract. Wow, and even if you don't want to be there, it. yeah. I am. I'm going to take it. I'm not going to risk that. Now, don't you think Kirk is a little bit crazy, though? I do. Like, I kind of feel like he strikes me as the guy that would yeah, be Yeah, but like, he also looks like someone that like does his own taxes. So like, <laughs> I think he's very... like The guy's a nerd. But I, I, I do think he, he wants to go plaid to San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, that, that's no secret. I mean, I, I do think that's totally legitimate. Um, for me, though, personally, I think if I had like $50 million in the bank, then I would start to be able to go like, oh, I could take four or five million less from this. Then I think that's the number I think yeah. in my mind. Where I'm I don't like, think okay. Kurtz had his big contract yet, and I think after you've had your first big contract, then that second one is usually when guys go. This is more about fit, happiness, right. lifestyle, winning, right? All that. The yes. true thing is, is the the fans like him there. Yeah, I mean they should. I mean he's been balling out. Uh, I, you know, I don't I don't understand what's taking them so long. Five thousand yards, right? Sixty seven percent completion percentage. Right, it's just stupid. All right, go catch your train. Hey, yeah, yeah. can you get Kyle on the fucking podcast? Oh, it's yeah. only been one hundred and eighty five episodes at this 17. point. Seventeen. All right, let's do that. Oh, nice. That was easy. He owes me. I thought you were going to get mad at me. He owes me. Great. All right. I'm going to talk to Josh for about 15 minutes before you leave. Okay. Is that right. cool? Sounds good. Some bonus podcast cool. stuff. God. I got to go. I can't. I can't. Do you me. have any advice? Me and Josh are traveling to a wedding together. We are driving up. I got an Airbnb. We're staying for producer Cam's wedding. I don't even think he's a producer anymore. Project manager. Project manager. Uh, do you? What kind of role will Josh play at this wedding? Um, what do you expect out of Josh? What what are you predicting? Going to be way too on top of the details of the wedding. Like worried about getting to like he's the gonna cocktail like, hour on time. He's going to lean shit. into me and be like, "Whoa, you see they skipped that old section there. That's crazy." All right, I got to go. F you. See you later. Peace out, homies. Adios. See ya. See ya. Are you excited? I'm really excited. It's going to be you, me, and Nelson and Corey on the open road. For- Corey is Nelson's fiance. Yep. So are you driving? Oh, I'm driving the whole way. If you think at any point I will not be behind the wheel, Chris. Get the hell out of here. Uh, if you think that at any point I will not be behind the wheel, you have the wrong expectations. So you're not going to let me drive at all? No. Absolutely Why not. Why did you react like that? Because you've openly told me that you're not a good driver. And we've got, we've got a three and a half hour hike north. On a scale of one to ten. I'm going to handle it. What kind of a driver are you? 
I'm an excellent driver. That's all you need to know. So I literally asked you on a scale of yeah, one to and ten. And I told you it was and your answer was excellent. Ten out of ten. Everyone will be safe. So you mentioned wood. you mentioned Dan Lapone, Depone forty four. Yes. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, he was in the car on the first day that I ever had my driver's license. By choice? That I got it and I said, Let me pick you up and we're gonna go for a ride. So we were at my place, and then I was going back to his place across some suburban town in Pennsylvania, Holland, Pennsylvania. And we get to a red light, and I'm making a left turn. And I'm sitting there with my right elbow on, like, the middle console and my left hand on the wheel, you know, because I wanted to be cool. I start going left, and my hand slips off. And it just it goes real hard back the other way. And I frantically grab the wheel and I get it straight. And he looks at me and goes, let's try two hands, huh? Yep. Yeah. That, but, that's, but I haven't really gotten better from that. Right. And that's, and that's the issue because that was, what, 12 years ago now? Uh, 13 no, years ago? Man. 15? 15 years ago. Wow. Okay. You're dating yourself I'm there. dying. Has Dan been in the car with you since? Uh, probably not. There was also another time where, I'm just going to tell this, and my parents have heard this already, yep. but... Um, there was one time where I was uh, going back to Dan's house for uh, after basketball practice. We had a Saturday morning basketball practice. I was dead tired. He was in front of me. I'm driving behind. I'm kind of just following him. And I'm so tired that I decide to kind of put my seat back. And I was listening to some music. And I was just, I just wanted to relax. Fading in and out. I fade out. I fade in. And I'm directly facing a car coming at me in oncoming traffic. I spin the wheel to the right. Love the dramatic pause there, by the I way. I get out of the way. My front of my car nicks the front of the other car. Very minor in this, like in, uh, uh, accident. The, the front light explodes. And we get there, and the cops come over, and my parents come. And they go, what happened? And I told them that there was a squirrel on my side of the road that I was swerving to avoid, and I couldn't swerve back in time. Unbelievable. And, parents know. bought it? For about 12 years. And then you told them. Yeah. And they had no idea. I, I would say in the last year or two, I have started to confess random lies yeah, over I don't, the years. I don't have any of that in my history. Well, because you're like a different person right. than yeah, me. That's I'm, what I'm trying just saying. to figure out. I'm not trying to be that person anymore. Right. We lived very different childhoods, and as a result, we're having very different adulthoods. I've got no lies to unpack, I got nothing. I, when I admitted Maybe to my I dad, snuck into the kitchen I, at my when bar I admitted to, a, to my dad that I indeed de- that I indeed did cheat on a Spanish homework in tenth grade that he went to the high school and yelled at the principal for, and that I, I eventually told him a year ago that I actually did copy it, man, unbelievable. Was he pissed? I was like, here's some tequila. Did it did it bring back the emotion from that day over no. a decade later? No, he just okay. looked at me and goes, "You're an idiot." Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I've always been somewhat of a fibber. But now my parents get it and they call me out all the and time. And it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, because as an adult, who cares? Well, as an adult, you begin to realize that it doesn't accomplish anything, so then right. you stop doing it. But as a kid, you're like, well, that was easy. Yeah, I got away. I got extra candy. Yeah. I got my homework done. My mom's always said I've been an amazing bullshitter. You, it's probably why I have this job. You still are. Thanks. It's not, it's not past tense. What else is going on in your life? Uh, not much. Excited for game three tonight. Excited for some pizza and some wings at Bleach Report after work today. That's going to be good. Yeah, so for everyone there that's interested in the workings of Bleach Report, we are officially moving offices uh, Don't this tell them next where. week. Don't Why? tell them the address. Why? Because then all the podcast fans are going to show up. Well, it's fiftieth and Broadway. Ah, oh, well now, 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 Bajan's going to come to New York and stand on the sidewalk. Not going to tell you what building or what floor. 
Uh, well, but yeah, I tell you what, it's not the School of Rock musical building. I, it's not across the street on the second floor either. <laughs> well, this is awkward. <laughs> uh, but no, do you think we're gonna have a good like podcast space? Uh, Steinmetz, do you know the answer to that? Small nice. studio, nice. Uh, I will say this: new microphones. You talked about that? Uh, no, we didn't. I love them; they're great. Uh, so you told me I wasn't allowed to talk about it. Yep. But I am going to say this: found out a few days ago that the Sims and Lefko podcast. Oh yeah, I'm going to cut this out. But go ahead. I'm not telling anything. Oh, okay. So you better not cut that out either. Yeah, we'll see. We're getting our first sponsor come football season. Okay. I am not going to announce it yet. You're good for now. I'm good. Yep. So let's get a little Twitter action. Hashtag, hashtag sponsor. Hashtag who's the sponsor. Hashtag who's the sponsor. W-H-O-S, not E. No apostrophe. No apostrophe because that, 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 yeah. that would blow it. Who's the sponsor? Guess who the sponsor is of Sims and Lefko. They're paying a pretty penny and... Premium dollar. Premium dollar. And I'm going to be very honest, guys. I am going to be so loyal to this brand <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, whatever they do, I'm not going to say what they do. I'm going to incorporate it into every podcast because I need other brands to realize like Oreo, (coughs) who we've been chasing since episode three, I think. Yeah, definitely early on that we will give you their money's worth. So I'm very excited that we're getting a sponsor in like two months or something like that. Yep. Hashtag who's the sponsor. We want to know who you think decided that this podcast was worth spending money on. Oh man. Episode 117. Really, I, we need to figure out the full number. What do you mean the full number? How many podcasts we've Oh, with all total. the bonus episodes? Yes. I could probably do it. Um, it's been a lot. It's been insane. Um, man, I got nothing else. Yeah, I think we should wrap this up. Oh, uh, you know what? It's a great place to go if you want some information, some cool stuff. I, I have no idea what you're talking the about. The BR app. Oh, I should have known this was Down, coming. Download the BR app if you'd like to get... Shut up, Siri. So somehow from Siri thought I just <laughs> I love asked Siri. Siri just thought I I said it's a great place to go if you want some information and some, did it pull up the Bleacher hold on, Report app. That, it it pulled up two other words. It thought I said it's a great place to go if you want some information, some crust. So it said, "Okay, check it out." And it gave me the five results for places that'll have good pizza and pizza places. Ah. Corner slice my pie pizza royo bevy and sopra. But you know what Sopra does not offer? Uh, information about scores, games, times, kicks, all that stuff, all available on the BR app. Uh, next week, is our guest confirmed yet? Not confirmed, so we, we won't announce We've it. already talked about uh, it. Little teaser, though. If it happens, it will be the most famous person that has ever been on this podcast. You think Marky Mark is more famous than Idris Elba? Yes. What? Yes, I do. You think Marcus Mark is Marcus Mark? Marcus Mark is not related to Marky Mark. <laughs> Is more famous than Phil Sims? Yes, I do. You think he's more famous than? I'm just saying, if you take a hundred people and pull them faces, Jerry Rice. Yes, I. Yeah. Joe Montana. Yes. I think if you if you took the, all the names that you just named and asked people to rank them, they'd probably put him on top. Wow. Maybe maybe I'm wrong because he's a cultural figure. He's not an athlete. So. What do we talk to him about? I don't know. I know what you want to talk to him about. Ted. No. Oh, what do I want to talk? Entourage. About? Oh, yeah. Entourage would be great to talk to him about. But I don't want to hijack it with Entourage talk. Once it's confirmed, we'll put it out to the Twitter masses. We'll see what people Good idea. want. Yeah, and we'll see what they want us to ask him. All right, I dig that. Uh, so Survivor's done. So what do you do now? <laughs> Sit on my couch and wait for season 35. They actually just announced. Oh, tell uh, me. 
they just announced the premiere date for season 35, which I think is September of 2017. Uh, I Survivor sponsor our podcast. I don't remember the exact date, but all right, let's end this podcast. I've had it, enough. You're done. Where's yeah. it going to be? Uh, in Fiji again. Nice. They've they've realized at this point that they don't need to move the production crew from island to island to island every year. Of course. Because ultimately, it doesn't matter. It's a beach with palm trees. It was great. As I've said, they could do it in Rockaway, and it would be the same thing. All right, so I'm going to spend all weekend uh, confirming your girlfriend's fears that I am going to be a negative influence. Uh, and, and me, and Josh, going- me and Josh hopefully are going to be drunk at Cooperstown uh, Baseball Hall of Fame on Friday. So if you happen to be in the area, come on by. I'm, I'm going to be drunk. And I am going and to you're spend... Gonna, you're going to be walking around going, he's on steroids. I'm going to spend the entire weekend confirming my girlfriend trust in me as a human being that I won't allow you to affect me or my actions. Great. Sounds so, great. It's going to be a great weekend. And we'll see if you us. can handle me on the dance floor on uh, Saturday. I have no doubt. Will you slow dance with me? Great. Just one. Thanks. Just one. All right, Sims and Lefko, everybody that listens, you guys are awesome. We appreciate you. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. The five-star reviews are great. Uh, and uh, again, let me just give a quick shout-out to the ones that came in from the last episode. The one, J.J. Smith. I appreciate you, J.M.R. Luna, as I've said. Real thoughts with a Z. Fuck yeah, you're the man. Rams Fanatic 81, a.k.a. Keon Monroe, using your platform five stars. I appreciate it. We'll get to some of these questions a little bit later. Zeke for MVP, uh, A-C-A-F-F-I-E-R-O. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Tell everybody you know, we're about to get sponsored. It's getting really, really serious. We appreciate it for Fendrick. Good night, everybody. I'm Lefko. Whoa.